Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about non-invasive ventilation. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerotofinals.com slash NIV or in the respiratory section of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Non-invasive ventilation is an important alternative to full intubation and ventilation and it's used to support the lungs where there's respiratory failure due to obstructive lung disease. Intubation and ventilation involves giving the patient a general anaesthetic, putting a plastic tube into their trachea and then ventilating the lungs artificially. And non-invasive ventilation involves using a full face mask or a tight-fitting nasal mask that forcefully blows air into the lungs and ventilates them without having to intubate them. It's not a pleasant experience, however it's much less invasive than full intubation and ventilation and it acts as a middle point between basic oxygen support and intubation. Non-invasive ventilation comes in two types. The first is BiPAP and the second is CPAP. BiPAP stands for bi-level positive airway pressure and this involves a cycle of high and low pressure to correspond to the patient's inspiration and expiration. BiPAP is used where there's type 2 respiratory failure, typically in COPD patients. The criteria for initiating BiPAP are that they must have a respiratory acidosis, so their pH needs to be less than 7.35, and their PaCO2 needs to be greater than 6, so they need to be retaining carbon dioxide that's causing an acidosis. And this needs to be the case despite adequate medical treatment. So if they're just admitted and they have these values, they need some medical treatment first with nebulizers and so on before you can justify putting them on non-invasive ventilation. The decision to initiate it would usually be made by a registrar who's experienced in non-invasive ventilation or above, like a consultant. And the main contraindications are to have an active untreated pneumothorax or some sort of structural abnormality or pathology that affects the face, the airway or the GI tract. Because remember you're also blowing air not only into the trachea but also into the esophagus and into the GI tract. Therefore patients should have a chest x-ray prior to starting non-invasive ventilation to exclude a pneumothorax where it doesn't cause a delay. So if they need it immediately and they can't have a chest x-ray for a few hours, then you could justify that. A plan should be in place before starting NIV in the case that NIV fails so that everybody agrees whether the patient should proceed to intubation and ventilation and intensive care or whether they should just be managed supportively and with palliative care if appropriate. When we talk about BiPAP, there are two measurements of the airway pressure, IPAP and EPAP. And IPAP stands for inspiratory positive airway pressure and EPAP stands for the expiratory positive airway pressure. So with IPAP or inspiratory positive airway pressure, this is the pressure during inspiration. And this is the point where air is forced into the lungs. EPAP or expiratory positive airway pressure is the pressure during expiration and this is where air is blown into the lungs while the person exhales and this helps to keep the airways open so that they don't collapse. 
and it helps the air to escape the lungs in patients with obstructive lung disease. The initial pressures that you would use for IPAP and EPAP are estimated based on the patient's body mass and they're measured in centimetres of water. So potential starting points for, say, an average male patient might be IPAP pressures of 16 to 20 centimetres of water and EPAP pressures of 4 to 6 centimetres of water. And these would be guided by somebody with experience in setting up the BiPAP machine. You can repeat an ABG or an arterial blood gas an hour after every change in the settings on the NIV machine so that you can guide whether you need to go up or down. And you repeat it four hours after that until the levels are stable. The IPAP could be increased by, let's say, two to five centimeter increments until you resolve the acidosis. The other type of non-invasive ventilation is CPAP. And CPAP stands for Continuous Positive Airway Pressure. And this provides continuous air blown into the patient's lungs to keep the airways expanded so that the air can more easily travel in and out. And it stops the airways from collapsing. So it can be useful for patients who have conditions where their airway collapses. So some indications for CPAP would be obstructive sleep apnea, congestive heart failure, and acute pulmonary edema. Thanks for listening to this episode on non-invasive ventilation. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your colleagues, so hopefully you can help them with their revision too. And if you'd like to help me out, I'd love it if you could leave me a rating or review on iTunes or whichever podcast app you use. And I hope to see you in the next episode, which will be on interstitial lung disease.